Well, if you love the Lord this morning, let me hear you say amen. Amen. Man, that is a good place to start. God loves us even when we can't even love ourselves. God still loves us. Isn't that amazing? Well, I'm going to jump right on into the message, and you guys can see it really plain out there. It's called, What's the Plan? All right? Have you ever said that? Have you ever felt like, man, I just need to know what the plan is? You know, sometimes I'm like, Lord, if you just tell me the plan. Well, he has told me the plan. But what actually happens is a lot of times I need a billboard. How about y'all? I need, and in our life, like, how many people use GPS? And you make the wrong turn, and it goes, recomputing. Excuse me, she doesn't sound that old. Recomputing. There we go. How about recomputing? Well, anyway. So, with that being said, there's a lot of times we need to do some recomputing in our lives. And I thought about this with, you know, all that's going on in the world and all that's going on in my mirror and all the calls I get and everything. Sometimes we need to do a little recomputing and get back in the groove. And I thought, man, what's the plan, Lord? What's the plan? And I looked at this, and I, I, I want you guys to be encouraged in the Word today. If you got your Bibles, we're going to be working through Proverbs 16, okay? And if um, we're going to get some selected verses for time frame, but I encourage you to look at it this week and just kind of just uh, see what God uh, continues to unpack in your life. And our verse starts out, it says, we can make our own plans, but the Lord gives the right answer. Boy, let that, let, let, let that soak in for a minute. We can make our own plans. And as I was thinking about this and, and working through it this week, I really thought over the years that I've been here, you kind of see three types of plans, right? My plan, right? We all got my plan. And then we got their plan or your plan, you know? And then God has his plan, right? Now I'm going to tell you what. One of those is the best, <laughs> okay? And we think my plan is the best. And a lot of times you think your plan is the best. But we know God's plan is the best. So we're going to kind of walk through a few of those things. And, and, and just, just kind of, I was just looking back through my life when I was writing a few more things down last night. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? You know, I said, man, we, we, we love to make our own plans. Anybody ever have any big plans for themselves? Big plans. Are you close to them yet? Yeah? I'm, I'm going I'm to let you all laugh a little bit. I believe that we need to laugh at ourselves sometimes. Amen. Really, y'all just a bunch of fun-loving folks. I, oh, what, what? You might as well, because everybody else is, right? That's what I'm thinking. But you got to laugh at yourself. So let me just tell you a little bit of Buddy Chapman theory early, okay? I know y'all don't believe this, but I was going to be a rock and roll star. I got the hair for it today. You will not have this next week, I promise. My girl was busy this week. I couldn't get a cut. Well, yeah, man, going to be a rock and roll. That's it. I mean, playing, doing all that stuff. And then I talk about, then I'm going to make so much money, right? This is when I'm about 14. Reality starts kicking in very fast. When I'm about 14, my dad always loved horses. Always, he lived in West Virginia. A lot of mountain stuff, a lot of horse and stuff. And I said, well, you know what? We'll get a place. He said, your mama ain't never going to move. I said, dad, don't worry about it. I'll buy the whole block, man. I have said, I'm going to buy the whole block. We'll tear down all the houses. We'll get you some horses. Because we know mama ain't going to leave. He said, uh, that sounds good. Keep picking. Keep going. Keep dreaming. Right? <laughs> you know, a good parent lets you dream a little while, right? <laughs> they don't come in there and go, what are you thinking? You know? But uh, he, he helped me with that along the way, okay? Very supportive and stuff like that. So then, I'm going to fix this thing you got here. If you all wonder why I continue to do this, it's because my ear sweats. And it goes like this back and forth. So it's great. I need some tape. I see the guys on TV, they got tape on there. You know? Duct tape. 
Maybe I need an ear transplant. Goodness gracious. You got to laugh at yourself. And I have I have plenty of people helping with that. So I'm going to be a rock star. Then I thought, you know what? There's a lot of people that play guitar. I'll just have my own business. I'll be my own business guy. And I own a guitar shop. Well, the Lord helped me with that too. A buddy of mine gave me a job at his guitar shop. I don't know what guitar shop. <laughs> See, that's before you could have, you know, call waiting and you could forward your phone if you could go to the restroom and all that. You couldn't do that then. You couldn't go, you know, if you left, I'm going to be back in 30 minutes. You were losing business, you know. So it's time when I'm, now, I'm 18 years old and my buddy's letting me run the guitar shop. Oh, man, that was cool at first. And then a week goes by and another week goes by. And during the week, there's not a whole lot of people coming in to buy a guitar. And I was sitting, we had 276 guitars, if I remember, 270, something like that. So I would sit there and I would go, hey! And the thing would go, hey! I'm about to lose my mind. I said, I'm going to play every guitar in here. So one day I went by and I went, I played the G chord on every one of them. Went all around there. I went back. My buddy said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to play every guitar. He said, I wish you would just dust every guitar. You know, that's why I hired you, right? So he was he was uh, kind of phasing out the business. He was in the songwriting business. He was getting ready to go to Nashville. He goes, look, if you want this business, we can work it out. Now, that sounds like a really good thing. 18 years old. He's going to finance it. I just do it and, and be the guitar guy. Thank the Lord that I had worked there long enough to know. No, thank you. Amen. Thank you, Lord, because I could see me just. I mean, you think about that. That sounds good, don't it? Hey, man, I tell you what, you like guitar, you like doing this, you do a good job, you're with people. I'll tell you what, I'm getting ready to head out of here. I don't want to close the store. We will make it so you can make it. No. But just think if I would have done that, I would have been miserable. Because I thought my plan was the best. And even, you know, other things come around. His plan, right? We're talking about these different plans. His plan was, I got me somebody already here. And if things don't work out in Nashville, I will come back. <laughs> you give me a job, won't you? Yeah, I'll give me a job. Right? But God's plan was bigger. God was using those things along the way. I kept thinking about some of those crazy things. I know none of y'all had none of this. Here's a good one. Now, I did this. I'm going to be a karate teacher, karate master. I told one of the guys at work, he goes, Mr. Buddy, I just never pictured that for you. <laughs> I said, I wasn't always heavy duty, man. Come on. So got into karate, man. That was good. So man, was jumping and doing and all that went on up. Got my black belt. Then I was Sensei Chapman, all this good stuff. And then I took a little time off. And then I went back and I became the human punching bag. I was like the human pinata. Hey, uh, Sensei Chapman, come on here, show me how to do that. I'm like, Man, so Thomas went through, he got his black belt, Jesse started getting into it, and about midway through it, Jesse likes to do a lot of different things. He goes, can I do soccer? I said, yes, you can. Soccer's good. I didn't know nothing about soccer, but I knew I didn't want to get punched and kicked no more. And I also knew when they were doing my knee surgery, over the time I'm thinking, that probably had a lot to do with that. Now, I think it's good things, but the Lord allows us to step out and try some stuff, you know? But you don't have to be locked into it if it's not going just so but you know what continue to seek the lord i was doing my plan amen and you know what i'm not saying that you can't plan can't be worked and molded by god but i think if we go to his plan first and then kind of walk it out it's a whole lot easier on our body and family and our hearts amen 
So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead. I just want to paint you a little picture. Oh, I have one more thing. Y'all will really appreciate this. With all the money I was going to make, right? I was going to buy a house with a lot of land. Now, I know, I know you. I don't even cut the grass at my house, and I don't have much. I'm thinking. Nowadays, I go somewhere, like I go to see Tanya Tim and stuff. Got a nice place out there. I'm thinking, that is too much grass for me. You know? So, yeah, yeah, that's it. You know? So I was like, you know, it's nice, but see, I'm thinking, man, I'm thinking big. I'm thinking, I want this, and I want that stuff. See, stuff was was leading me. Many times in my decision, not God. Let me tell you, if you if you got God, you got a whole lot better than stuff. You got Him. So with that being said, let's go on. And I know none of y'all got y'all think about your little plan that you had, all right? And let's work on through this. So here we go. We'll talk about the different plans. My plan, all right? You can insert yourself in here, all right? She does good getting those pictures, doesn't she? This time she does good. My plan usually has me in the center. Can somebody say amen? It's all about me, 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 man. We got we get the me, me syndrome, man. And it's actually kind of funny when things start unfolding and stuff in our life. Because we start getting our eyes open to things, man. We start seeing different things uh, that we never knew. I know when Denise was starting real estate, I said, man, this is, this is a piece of cake, man. All you got to do is drive somebody by to see the house and they sign the paper money, pour it in. I might have missed out. Then when she was a school teacher and she was doing, start out first grade, then she went to second grade. I kept, man, you got the summers off. Oh, you got, what, primary colors? You know, count to ten. Man, she'll be cooking every night. <laughs> Thank the Lord for Chick-fil-A, right? <laughs> so anyway, she comes home and she shows me all the stuff they're doing. I'm going, is this like a... College prep second grade class because I don't even know half the stuff going on. You know, I'm thinking, man, that's a lot of stuff, and you got to deal with everybody else. You don't just deal with the with the teaching. You got to deal with with the kids. You got to deal with the mom and dads. You got to deal with the, all the things, man. And I'm thinking, wow, this is not what I thought it was either. You know what I just thought about? Sometimes marriage isn't what you think it is either. Maybe this is just a little intro. But you guys been around the block, so y'all know. Because, man, I thought, man, breakfast in bed, all this scratch in my back. Let me just tell you, I've been married 21 years. When I dated my wife, this was back scratching. <laughs> you want to know what it looks like now? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's like, it's like she got a booger on her fingers. I'm like... And then if I say, if I really talk sweet to her, right? She's smart. She said, I'll draw blood and he'll stop me to stop. And I'm going, my God, you just ripped the mole off. You should have had it there. I didn't put it there. But I, I want to tell her because we need to laugh at ourselves, don't we? I'm not the only one all together. So get that back scratch down, bro. I'll tell you. <laughs> this is for y'all, man. I, I was going to save some of this for next week, but I think I'm just letting you do it. Uh, it's good, it's good. Now, hey, I'm not just, a, there's a lot of good things, but I tell you what, people see me, I look like, I used to think, why is my dad always scratching his back like this? Because my mom always scratch his back. He looks like a bear. He's out there doing this. I'm like, don't do that. Yeah. Man. And when you get older, and when you get older, let me just tell you, people don't care. 
My dad would go into Kmart, me and my sister, as soon as we would go into Kmart, my dad would do what my dad does. And she said, oh, look at My dad started itching and scratching and pulling his pants up. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And he said, is this not your dad? You know, that's what I'm at with the age of my kids. I was like, hey, I want to go to the gym. They said, well, I'm only going for a minute. Right? They don't want me out there like this. Hey, can you get that? Over there wrestling the lady over the 15-pound dumbbell. Come on, I want to do it. You know? But a lot of things, man, our plan usually has us in the center, right? That's what else we got to talk about. Now, I thought about this, too. Our plan, it's, it's really interesting. And I do believe this could make some money. Not the money's everything, we just were talking about that. Over my 51 and almost 52 years, I found two sayings that I really think ought to put on a t-shirt. The very thing that you don't like done to you is the very thing you probably do to others. Anybody got an amen on that? I think it is self. The next thing is this. This is even easier. I just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand. I'm looking at TV and I go, I just, I just don't understand. I talk to people. How's things going in your life? I just don't understand. We don't understand. And I think those two things would, would, would work. And I thought, you know, maybe you could even get that for your boss on Boss's Day, right? The very thing you do to us, right? Yeah. Now, what you want to do is if you've got a coworker that's not following along, you sign the card from them and give it to your boss, right? I'm just teasing. Somebody probably do that. Listen to that. One of my workmates will be like, yeah, I want to send that for the boss. But so many times we got different things, different opinions, different deals and stuff like that. But do we look in the mirror when we're implementing our plan? Do we really think about that? Let's see what else. Like I said earlier, my plan is going to make me look good. Isn't that the truth? You don't set in and make yourself look bad. My plan is going to make me look good. You see me, you can insert I in there. We're going to see a lot of that. We got some other slides going. We just got to get started here, everybody. So this was going on. I said, yeah, man, my plan is going to focus on me. It's going to say, man, folks, you can't live without me. Boy, isn't that amazing? Isn't that, boy, what would we do without Buddy Chapman? Wow. Guess what? I was out six weeks for one leg. The, the tunnel kept on running. Four weeks with the other leg, they kept on making it, right? There's a lot of people where I work have come and gone, and guess what? It keeps turning. The wheel of life will keep turning. Don't think you're going to put the stick in there and stop it. You're going to get hurt. But what happens if we started implementing what God shows us, and we had the ability to guide the wheel just a little bit towards Jesus? See where I'm going with this thing now? What happens is this. If we, we don't have to drive the bus, but we can be a co-pilot and encourage people in the Lord. Amen? And so I thought about this. As one day, I don't know when it's going to be. I hope it's on down the line. But one day, Pastor Bud's going to take his last breath here and take his first step in the glory. Amen? And I think about that from time to time. And the guys tease me all the time. Somebody, my dad would always tell me, well, when I'm gone, and when I'm gone, I said, man, he's been dying for 40 years. Why don't you just enjoy today? But he was always trying to prepare me. for. He was trying to teach me as much as he could because he wanted to leave this place a little bit better than it was when he came in. He wanted his family to be a little bit better off than what it was when he came in. I think all of us are like that, you know? And so I think about that. What is it that I'm doing in my life that's going to make things a little bit better, not only for my immediate family, but for the kingdom, for the kingdom of God. So am I focused on things? If I'm so focused on the things about making me look good, I'm really going to lose out on the big thing, right? I had a whole lot of notes in here, and I, and I thought, man, I better read this. I said, I would really hate to get 
to heaven and be face to face with the Lord. And I can only point to things that I did for myself. I'm not talking about a work-based faith. We know we're saved by grace, the finished work of the cross. But I need to answer and say, well, what would happen? And God said, so what did you do for the kingdom? I said, well, I put a couple dollars in the church plate. I played guitar. Um, I swept the driveway one time. Think about that. What would it be? It's like, you know what, Lord? I tried to point everybody I could to Jesus. I tried to tell them about that. And I was very thankful when, when I blew it that you didn't leave me. And you would entrust me with such an amazing gift to pass on a life-changing message of Jesus Christ. So do I think about that? That's, yeah, we're still got to live this life. We're still in this world, but not of this world. But do we kind of have an eternal perspective? I hope we can think about that a little bit here. Let's move on to our next uh, in verse 2 of the same chapter 16 says, people may be pure in their own eyes, but the Lord examines their motive. Man, you can sure find out what somebody's about when you spend time with them. So it's good to date, right? It's good to date a while. See what you got. Because boy, I tell you what, you can just be, you can be Mr. and Mrs. Wonderful all the time for a month or two, six months or two. You get into the year thing, you find out what they like, what they don't like. They don't like when you do this going down the road. They don't like when you do this. See what I mean? Everybody's going to stop it. <laughs> All those different things, right? But you just like everything about other folks, right? You know? You like when you're talking to them and they're not listening to their nose whistles. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I'm hitting a home run today with this stuff, right? Right? And then later on, you won't even say nothing. But, but in the beginning, you won't say nothing. But later on, you go, is that your stomach? Is that your stomach? <laughs> yeah. I'm not getting real today. Is that you? What are you doing? And then, the first little bit, you got to like everything they cook, man. We have this thing with Denise cooks. And, and you better tell her fast. Because, I, I mean, I'm right here. She's like, how do you like it? I'm thinking, you better choose wisely. And she cooks great. But I'm thinking, I'm getting out of there. And if I say, well, you know, I'll put a little extra cheese on it. You might not get nothing next time. Right? You got to think about that. And he said, do you like that? And, and I said, before I said it, she said, mama made it. I go, oh, this is easy. <laughs> yeah, I like it. It's out of here. I love it. Because I know it's good, right? You hear that, didn't you, grandma? <laughs> Thanksgiving's coming. Five layer strawberry, please. <laughs> put my order right on in there. But some different things, we're looking at stuff like that in a different place. But God knows our motives. I don't say, well, I'm going to do this because later on down the line, I'm going I'm to switch it up and see what's in it for me. We get so self-centered instead of God-centered. And I just want to look at things. But here's the thing. People might be pure in their own eyes, the scripture says, but the Lord examines our motive. Take time and weigh our words. He's preaching to me first. Weigh our words against the backdrop of the Bible. God's word. And there's sometimes I think about it and I go, ooh, that probably was didn't come out right. Anybody had that moment? And you go, ooh. And I know I say, you know, sometimes it's, it's better to listen. Everybody, you know, when you, Denise always said, put your listening ears on, right? I got to tell you this, I probably told you before. See, this is the other thing about being married to a teacher in second grade. She's still in teacher mode when she gets home. And she's like, well, did you, did you put your, your stuff up? Yeah. All right. Hey, we're getting ready to go. But the thing about me, 
When I'm 45, but yeah, three, two, one. That's it. Crisscross applesauce, sit on the side. I'm in the car, and we're getting ready to go. And she shuts the door. She says, did you go to the back room? <laughs> no, but I'm right. <laughs> yeah. I said, I got it, baby. I got it. But it's still carried over. Things carry over throughout your day. <laughs> I'm telling you. You sit there. I said, I know you didn't just say that. <laughs> I was the only one talking. I guess I'm guilty. What's up, man? It's crazy. But the Lord... Examples, you know it's true with her laughing like that. I'm going to tell you right now, i got to dial in. That's it. And of course, I'm sure. Mr. Wonderful, right? That's it. You know why I chew gum here? Because she hates it at home. I said, how, how, how was the message? She said, you chewed a lot of gum. Hey, you like that? Yeah. I heard people say, I bet you that's all right home for Pastor Buddy when he leads in. That's all right. That's all right. 21 and going strong, man. Woo, Lord, what was that reason on? Grace, I think it was grace, right? <laughs> Examine our hearts. Let's keep on going. Commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Everybody agree with that? Amen. Amen. Yeah, see, what happens is a lot of times we take off running and we get in the ditch and then we go call 1-800-JESUS-SAVE, right? We need you. Help me, right? And you know what? That doesn't mean he won't come because God's always available. But man, maybe we could save ourselves a little bumps and bruises along the way. You know, with our children and loved ones and stuff, I tell the guys all the time. Thomas is getting to a different age and he's married off and all this stuff and things like that. And, and Jesse's, you know, doing a few things. And, and, and I'll be the first one to say, Dad doesn't know it all. Get an amen there, right? But Dad has done a lot of stuff that I can help you with. I can tell you a whole lot of things that don't work, man. So that's what I try to implement in there. But I don't also want to put them in a chicken wing where they can't grow. You know what I mean? And I believe that's kind of what God does. He's like, here's my word, and this is what the deal is. But you have your own free will. And sometimes, sometimes I wish I didn't have free will. How about y'all? Just being honest, I was just like, Jesus, take the wheel. That's a great song, man. You know, Lord, I, I, I'm probably not going to choose real good on this. But as I grow in the Lord, I see more and more grace. And God says, you know what? We can work with that. Give me your heart. Look to me. Look to me. So we talked about our plan. Let's talk about the other guy's plan, right? Everybody else says, you know, what about that? Their plan. How do you like that bird? Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> their plan. You know, not us. Their plan. Their plan usually puts them in the center, right? You can, you can see that real fast, usually. Man, it hits all the highlights from the last one we talked about. I won't go. And many of the same things apply from our plan to their plan. It's just the name and the face is a little bit. And I got to tell you this. I, I, I've been on my job for 30-some years, and I've worked with a lot of people. Some of the guys I work with, I've worked with over 20 years, right? And I thought, working with this one guy, that I was in the middle. I thought I was in the Navy. Because when things were going good, it's I. I, sir. I said, I said, I did this and I did that. But then in the midst of the, 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 the thing we're working on, when it went bad, I thought we were in the French Navy because we went to Wee Wee. We got a problem. No, you said I. You wanted to do this. Now it's we when we got a problem. And I thought, man, isn't that how we do things? Man, we love to take credit. Like, man, well, I did this and I did that and he, I, you know, I did that. And, and I always try to keep it a team thing. Do you deal with people that don't keep it a team thing sometimes? Pray for those people, right? Pray for us to keep it a team thing. 
You know? But we, 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 man, we need the Lord. So I look at that and I said, man, it usually keeps him sinning and it always keeps him in good graces. It's crazy, but it's true. Take a look at this. I said, we can find that many times people want to try and control control you in your life. Amen? Anybody ever deal with that? I don't want to control my kids. And it's, it's funny. My beautiful bride laid out my, my clothes today. She didn't know what I was preaching on. This is going to play into the, to the message. You did good, Lord. Uh, the Lord was working in your life. So we're looking at this. I said, man, as parents, we need to be careful. We, you know, you know, it makes me think of this movie that I saw one time about just different businesses. And you can see it all, all the time. How many times, how many people watch the Lifetime channel sometimes? Most of the time, it's going to be like this. It's, they have a family business. Junior's going to be groomed for the business. But Junior don't like the business. So now he doesn't like mom and dad. And all this problem, and then he does his separate ways and finds what he wants to do, right? Does that make any sense? You see that a lot of times. Oh, we got a Christmas tree bit right now. You see, we got this Christmas tree business. You know, this is what's going on. And the kid's like, oh, oh, great. I want to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. And they go, no, you're going to sell Christmas trees just like the last 50 years of our family. Wow. Great. <laughs> you don't want to do it. And so a lot of times we put unrealistic expectations on one another, right? Don't we? And then when they don't respond like we, we want them to, we go, what's their problem? I just don't understand. We don't understand because a lot of times we don't give them the opportunity to speak or do or voice their stuff. I always encourage, hey, well, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I never wanted to be a parent who goes, well, you're going to do this, 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 you're going to do it. And, and then I don't even know who they are. They're just like, okay, okay. Now, I, I, I like to encourage along the way. And... You know, I, I got a little long-winded on this, but I'm going to give you a perfect application. I think it's, it's parents and stuff, and I am not a perfect parent. My kids will tell you that, and, and that's true. You know, we have, I guess the way that the Christians say, we have discussions in our house. That's a nice way to say we fight too, right? <laughs> not too much, but we can. But I remember when Thomas was getting ready, early on he knew what he wanted to do. From the time the boy had been about eight years old, he put together all the Christmas presents. I love it. You know, I will tell you this. I'll tell you why I love it. Because even at 50 years old, me and Tim meticulously <laughs> put a chair together upside down. We did it, didn't we? Both. We, we, we blew it. So when us three work on stuff, me and Tim, we go. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I, got, I had this chair, right? So we had this, I got to tell you this. We had this chair, and it was a great deal. I'm getting this for Denise's office. We were off, and it was all say, I'm surprised that he's going to get this nice new chair. And so we take it out. I said, y'all got a minute to help me? It won't take but a minute. And we felt bad because we don't need So they knew I was already in help. So I was like, this is, we pulled it out and stuff. I'm like, it's just the chair. So the time is looking at the pictures and reading stuff. Me and Tim are on it. We got flipped over. We put stuff in there. Yeah, that looks good. This side down, this side up. That's good. So we put it back together. And this piece right here, Tanya gives it to us, and we put on a tension. It's not lining up. What do you mean it's not lining up? Go here, brother. I don't mean to think Tim going like this. And Tanya's still looking at it, and we're going, we're getting it like this. Pull on it a little more. Okay. You got it? Uh, I hope it don't strip it out. You can get it, Tim. Come on. I'm like, we get it, right? 
it, 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 this is true, right? So we got it going on. Notice how the seed goes this way. So I'm, I'm getting down like this. Man, that's nice. Man, Denise is going to love this. And I get on there, and it sits like this. It won't go. When you flip the... <laughs> yeah, I was looking for the ham. This was the clue. Clue. I said, where's the handle where you adjust it? And Tyler says, it's in the back. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of weird to have to reach all the way around there to adjust it. <laughs> what were they thinking? <laughs> and now, she goes, you guys put the seat on balance. <laughs> oh. So now, we've got to take it back. We're going to think of this like springing by. And then we flip it back over. Yeah, that, that is a little bit better, isn't it? Look at this thing go. Look at that. I can't even put this back. So, next time y'all sit in your little chair, know that it, it, it could be, it could go bad. So, you know, saying all that, when Thomas came along and said, I want to be a mechanical engineer, I thought, thank you, Lord, you know I need this in my life. All right? So, from the time about eight years old, about eight years old, he put together all the Christmas things. Jesse's bicycles and all this stuff. I was like, hey, what do you need? A hand or something. Even when we work on stuff now, I am the light man. I'm the light man. I'm the light man. And then sometimes every now and then I'll get lucky and go, I want to put your figure out in there. You know, something like that. So we go and all this. I'm going to bring you in. So we started laying out things in your life. I said, if that's something you want to do, let's, let's, let's promote that. God does the same thing in our life, right? He comes along and says, well, you know, if there's something you want to do, I'm going to entrust you with this. So we did some volunteer things, and he liked that. So he's still liking what he's doing. So we do some other things, and, and God shows some favor, and he gets in some paid internships. That's great. He had no idea today. He, he used to work with me a couple summers at my job. And he said, Dad, you know what? We did a test the other day. Things we did, you know, five years ago, it came in handy. Yeah, that's cool. But along the way, we need a little course correction, though. Got through Thomas Nelson, man, because I said, what part of no college fund do you not understand? If you want to know where your college fund is, smile. We bought two teams. Different braces right there. Probably got you a year of college, but that's what we got. So we're going we're gonna to be smart. Fill out the paperwork. Got some, uh, uh, not grants, what's the other thing? That's the word, baby, scholarships. Did that, everything's going. Now, what about a third year of college, man? I could taste it, but I told him this. I said, son, is that really what you want to do? Yeah. Did you pray about it? Yeah. And I said to him, okay, bud, me and you are partners. Me and you are partners. So we're going to do everything we can to make this a success. We're going to do everything we can. Three years in, Thomas and his band are doing good. They're playing music everywhere. I'll get to that in a minute. They're playing music everywhere. And they're doing really good. And I'm thankful he's doing Christian music and he's speaking a little bit. This is great. And then, you know, other people speaking into his life a little bit. But he's still got a pump. Yeah. Yeah. So it gets going really good. And they're recording in Florida. And, and they've got this big showcase in Nashville. And he goes, Dad, uh, we're going to go, the band's going to go down to Nashville, and we're going to do all this stuff. Now, he's grown now, but guess what? We're still partners. 
When I say we partners, I've been in the win for the long haul, right? We're partners. And my partner thinking that I could blow off these things and get tutored on the road. Because they got a lot of opportunities. If we land this thing right here, we're going to have an opportunity. I can always get that. I got to make this thing happen. I said, Yeah, that's good. I said, How long did your dad been playing music? 35 years and stuff like that. There's a lot of good musicians out there, and you're good musicians. That's great. That's encouraging. I said, But we're partners, partner. Guess what? I didn't say this, and I probably had to edit it out. You can take a test with a broken arm. You can't play the drum with a broken arm. You're going to finish school, man. Right? You're going to finish school. All right? So that's what I'm going to say. Okay. So they work it out where they're going to still do the showcase. This is how serious his band was. They drove there, but they flew Thomas there. They flew him, and he got off the plane. They played the gig, and everything else come back, and that was that. When's the last time you played music with him? A couple years. You got that degree, though, don't you? Yeah, yeah. What, what's, your, what's your job got now, baby boy? You made it, right? You made it. Thank the Lord. He stuck to the stuff. But see, yeah, it is. It's not that I didn't want him to do I know he loves playing the music. I know he does it. But you get, and I told him, I said, look, bud, you get that degree. Our partnership is, is there. We're done. I get the t-shirt. You got the degree. You can play music anytime you want. And here's another clue. Dad don't want you living here all the time. I love you. <laughs> Let's go, you know? That's good. I'm so thankful we're just like, you know, four minutes away. That's cool. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you're helping one another out. But but I want you to succeed, right? I, and there's nothing and there's nothing that I want that's going to say, hey, you know, uh, man, I want you to do better than me. I want you to do this. I want you to, but, but I want you to rely on the Lord. I want you to just keep pushing into what God's got. And, and you know what I'm saying? When I talk about friends, I, we, we have bumps and bruises too. We have a lot of bumps and bruises too. But the reason I'm saying this is because we're going to go back to what did God say? When everything else is everything, he probably didn't like that answer. You know? But I'm like, no, you're so close on. You're so close. you got to be careful who speaks into your life. Right? You want to get godly wisdom. Take a look at this. Verse 4. The Lord has made everything for his own purpose, even wicked for a day of disaster. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit. I said, you know, we need to be really careful about those things. God can use everything. He doesn't cause darkness. Darkness is the opposite of light. The absence of light. Okay? So, so he's not buddying up with the devil, is what I'm trying to tell you, to get you to do right. What happens is, is when we're not following the light, we're in the darkness, and guess what? We find the holes, right? I saw something the other day that said, well, you know, a hole is just really the absence of dirt in the hole. You know, I don't know if that makes any sense here, but basically what they were saying is, God has all the good things. And when you don't have the good thing, it is the absence of that. God didn't leave. We walked away from some of the things that God has for us. That's what I'm trying to get out there. So let's take a look at this. I said, verify the motives of others that attempt to speak into your life. Because a lot of times, it's part of their plan. Well, man, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is this. And you start thinking, but how is that going to impact your life? Why do you think they want you to do 
What was that? I thought it was the Holy Ghost coming to wrap us up in here, man. That's good. Pentecost. That's good stuff. But we have to be careful of, of those being in your life. I, I'm going to say this to young folks or whatever, maybe whoever can take this. As a rule, as a pastor sitting down with a lot of parents, mom and dads really do want you to succeed. They want you, they, they love you. They love you. There's a sacrifice in the, in, in the big deal. You don't even, see, parents get so cool, you don't think they're cool, but they are sacrificing and giving of the time and giving of their heart and giving of their energy, and you don't even realize it. Amen. You, really, you know, when I look back, man, woo! Crazy. Crazy the things my folks would, they would, they would do without to be a dollar dad. A lot of times it was stuff. But I remember this all the time. I remember going to get my 10 speed bicycle. I think about this all the time. And my dad just said, you want to get that bike? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, it is. But I said, everybody's got one. He said, that's good. He said, but, but do you appreciate it? I go, yeah, at, at the moment. I go, of course I appreciate it, yeah. That's been 40 years ago. Do you appreciate it? Do you really appreciate it? Because it wasn't like we had it. We, we did okay. And, and it probably looked like we were doing better than we were. Mom and dad would never let you see them sweat. You know? And that's the way it goes. And you turn around. And, and I just, uh, just like my, my, my kids. Jesse did something the other day and he says, hey, dad, I just want to tell you, I appreciate it. I said, oh, Jess, I told him last night. I said, you know what I appreciate? I appreciate that you appreciate me appreciating you. But you appreciate it. Everybody's looking like But y'all got there. It's nice when somebody appreciates what you've done. You don't hold it over their head. You don't hold it over their head. And let me tell you, if we're going through a season where we're not seeing that, trust God because I believe it's going to come around. I did not always appreciate everything my folks did for me. You know? I don't. This is, a, this is the truth. That's why it's easy to say. It's it's hard to admit, but easy to say. I don't always appreciate everything God does for me. I should. And when I say that, if I did, I would probably respond different. Y'all know what I'm saying. I'm just being real, real transparent. Because if I really thought about the sacrifice all the time before I did this or say this, I would probably respond different a lot of times. I would respond different when when. You know, my kids are acting out or when I'm doing this or, or, or things at work and we're doing this. Man, it's been a long week this week at work. Amen. Got to get the tusk done. A lot of stuff coming on. People want to take off. We don't have the people. You know, and he said, she said, this, that, and everything else. And man, it's like, let's just get the job done. Y'all ever have those weeks? Sound like every day across for most people, you know. It's just, wow. And I try to think more. I appreciate the job. Lord, I appreciate that. You know what? I will eventually get to go home. I know we got to work overtime, but I'll eventually. You know what? But I get paid. So I have to take a minute and say, you know what? Let's be thankful for what we have. Even if it's not where we want it, when we want it, or how we want it, I promise you, if you take a minute and you say, Lord, show me the blessing in this. And sometimes it's hard to see the blessing in this. But I know that God can work all those things together. The other thing I wanted to say right here is this again. Even, I'm not just talking to young folks, I'm talking to anybody. Man, weigh the words of others against the Bible when they speak into your life. Amen? Weigh the words and see, is this a biblical, is this a biblical information you give me? 
you know, what, what's, what's the motive? All right. So there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Now we're going to get to the good plan. Everybody ready? All right. God's plan. How many know that is the best plan? How many know sometimes we run from that plan? Turn around. How many times we try to bend the plan? Manipulate the plan? White out the plan? Twist the plan? All that. Here we go. God's plan puts him in his rightful place. In the center. In the center. Boy, that's easy to say, but sometimes it's hard to live out, isn't it? We know it. But here's, what, here's a great way to evaluate the plan that we follow. Preaching to me first. Is God glorified by the plan? You can write that down. Does it honor the Lord? Watch your toes. Does it draw you closer to him? Do you have peace in the midst? Notice I didn't say, is it easy? Notice I didn't say, is it comfortable? That'll come with the peace. Amen? That'll come along. Let's move through here. Try to kind of walk right on through the scripture today. Verse 7. When people say, I please the Lord, even their enemies are at peace with them. I hadn't thought about this thing that I want to share with you. Got a lot of stories to unpack today. I hope you guys glean something out of that. Um, Probably 15 years ago, there were some changes at my work. Different things going on. And, and I want to read this again. When people's lives please the Lord, I'm going to say when we honor the Lord, right? Even their enemies are at peace with them. They gave me a job. Um, promoted me to this and that and all this stuff. And then there was a problem because they didn't go through the right channels and whatever they felt like. Through the union, you got to do different things like that. I said, okay, whatever you want to do. They said, you're going to have to reapply for your job. I said, okay. At this point, I didn't even want the job. You with me? I had got so much flack. I got so much this, this, this. is just like, I don't even want the job. Just leave me alone. Anybody feel like that? Just leave me alone. I'll just do the job. I don't care. I got it down. Leave me alone. And so I prayed about it. And I prayed about it. And I thought, Lord, are you teaching me something with this job? And so I get a piece of that. So we go in for this interview. I'm sitting around the table. They're asking me questions about pumps and security systems and this and that and all these different things and all that. And I just asked, I said, this is what I do, this is what I do, you know. And I'm still in the midst of that. I said, Lord, I don't care what they ask me. I want to glorify you in this. That's my, that is my goal, to glorify you in this situation. Went there, everything else. And they said, around the table, HR lady, president of the company, this and everything. He said, well, buddy, is there anything else you got to, to share with us? Anything else that you'd like to add? Man, it reminded me of Pentecost. When, when Mary would preach, when, when, when the, uh, the disciples out there and the Holy Ghost come, I said, matter of fact, it is. I said, you know what? I really appreciate this opportunity. And I'm okay with you guys anyway. It shakes out with the job. But this is what I desire. If I get that job, I want to impact people's lives for the better. I'm with these guys more than I'm with my family. I want to speak life into their life. I want to be a difference maker in the situation. And I won't always do it right. But I pray that you have an open door policy. And, I, and if that's what you want me to do, 
then I can be your man. But I want to honor God with my job. And the, and the HR lady went, now that's a good answer. Boop. I thought, well, I guess she's on board. Right? But I didn't, I really didn't care. Because as I said, went back, they interviewed all the guys and everything else. Turned around, and they called me and said, buddy? I said, yeah. So we made a decision on the job. I said, okay, I'm good with it any way you want to do it. What, what you thinking? She said, honey, that's your job if you want it. I said, okay, thank you. I didn't understand what God was going to show me later on. That's probably been 10, 15 years, whatever I said. Speaking into people's lives, having to encourage people, different things. It gave me an opportunity to grow in my Christian walk in my Christian life. You see what I'm saying? You know? Because really, is it, is it, it shouldn't be different. Your Christian walk should be your Christian life in your Christian home and your Christian job. Well, I don't think I got a Christian job. Are you a Christian? You want a job? Bring it with you. But now I say all this. In the midst of this, there was this, this guy that was just rough. Going back to my verse here. When people, when people slide, please the Lord, even their enemies, our peace with God. And I had this guy, I mean, I don't know how you could cuss that much in a sentence. And he calls me on the phone, he goes, this is going on, that's going on, everything else. And I'm going to ask you one question. This is it. And this is not a bloody thing because I blow it all the time. But it's nice when, when you do make a good decision. And he said, I've heard all this stuff from everybody else. I've heard all this stuff from everybody else. I'm asking you because I know you won't lie to me. He couldn't have told me anything better. I said, you got that right, Jack. I'm not going to lie to this guy. You know? That's not my thing is to lie to anybody. But, but he knew that when I told him what I told him, and guess what I told him? Not the answer he wanted. Not the answer that was easy. I told him the truth. And you know what happened? He said, well, I've heard it now. Thank you. Whew. It never came up again. That was it. It was amazing. I thought, well, we're going to hear it now. Two things in there. I pray that I continue to represent the Lord well. Guess what? I don't always do that. I desire to. Y'all, anybody have a down day? And ever blow it every now and then? Amen. Okay, I'm, when I'm preaching here, I'm telling you this. I'm, I'm right with you. But I'm telling you this. God will take those small little victories and touch people's heart so that you can be that person that can encourage them. You know what? He didn't like the answer, but guess what? I had peace with what could have been my enemies. Amen? I've seen that live that in my life. How about you guys? Let's keep on rolling. We'll pick up a little steam here. So it's better to have a little with God, God with us than to be rich and dishonest. What do you mean by that? What does that mean? I said, how many tired men, how many people like to sleep good at night? Oh, it's nice, isn't it? I don't want to be going to sleep going, oh, God. oh, man, I hope that doesn't come back. Oh, I don't believe I said it. What did I promise this person? You know, I like to say, man, you know what? At the end of the day, I don't know how it's going to work out, Lord. It's yours. It's here. I'm trying to, to, to respond the best I can. Lord, if I need to make some adjustments, help me with that. Give me the strength. Give me the words to, to make better decisions and stuff. But, man, it's nice to have peace. And this is what I find. We're very blessed. My family's blessed. 
folks here blessed. We're blessed to have one another. Amen. Blessed to live in this country. Blessed to live in the cousin. Amen. I didn't even understand that until I moved here. Like, boy, I like it. I like it. You know? When we first moved over, I said, what's the difference? It's Fox Hill that's here. And I like Fox Hill. I don't want to get my car. Hey, when I go to Mama's house. I know where I came from. But I like it here. It's close to Grandmama's kitchen. It's good. Life is good. Right? And those things, I was like, man, yeah, I, I come by. I ain't too busy. But you know, you go back, it's better to have a little. When you think you have a little, ask the Lord, the Lord to show you how much you really have. Because most of us just stop. In Christ, we have so much. If everything was stripped away, would it be enough? That's a tough question. I had, I had a friend of mine say that one time. And they said, you know, sometimes I don't like my answer. But as time goes by, we realize that it's funny. We like stuff. We like we like good doctor's reports. We like all these things. And sometimes we don't get them. But I'm going to tell you what. If we condition ourselves to look at what God's done, preaching to me this morning, what God's done, when things do happen, and things will happen, things change, people change, people let you down, things don't always go the way you want. How are you going to deal with that? How are you going to deal with that? We're going to keep trusting the Lord. We're going to count our blessings. Because if we start focusing on the blessings, guess what? It starts to diffuse some of those other things in our life that are robbing our time and wringing our hands and a lot of stuff we can't do nothing about. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe we can. We can always pray. Never, ever, ever underestimate the power of prayer. You got things going on. Your, your house is just rocking. You're thinking, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? Well, you know what? We're going to pray that God intercedes and God brings that to the fullness. Of his plan. Amen. Let's take a look at this. So we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Sounds a lot like where we started out. It's a good place to bring you all home, isn't it? The psalmist says, brings us right back here. And I thought, Lord, help us to follow your plan. I can tell you this. I don't remember as a young man my plan ever being a preacher. I can tell you the guys I hung out with. They never thought that I was going to be a preacher, right? I can tell you my mom to this day, she goes, I never saw that coming. My mom said, I never saw that coming, you know? And then later on, people said, well, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. You know what? God knew it from the beginning. God knew it. Now, I'm going to tell you somebody didn't know it. Grandma. She knew it before I knew it. I said, I like your mom, but I don't think she's, uh, I, don't, I think she missed this one. You know? But she believed what God had put in her heart. Amen? And you know what she did? Her and Granny both everything they could to give up on her. Everything. Man, rip your heart out. It's amazing. The books, the time, the phone calls, the prayers. Hey, man, man. Crazy stuff. She was there. There's a way back to you in school. I knew it. Man, I never had an opportunity like that. He said, man, you cry like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> because when somebody believes in you, and somebody stands up for you, and somebody will back you, man, half the battle's over. 
half the battles. Oh, he said, man, I tell you what, I ain't never cried so much until I got saved. I'm going to tell you what. Any of this something? You know what somebody told me? He says, it's good to cry now and then and keep your head from getting fat. <laughs> I'm back now. I'm back now. But I'm going to tell you what. How about that? I thought Granddad was going to work another job, put me through school. <laughs> I got quiet. <laughs> I was like, you doing fine, we'll pray for you. <laughs> but man, because God will illuminate his plan to you. And sometimes, maybe we're not, maybe we got our eyes closed. Maybe we need that person in our life, that partner that God has put in your life. Maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your friend. Maybe it's everybody been stripped away. It's always God. It's always God. So with that being said, let's bring this thing home. I hope you guys can pull something out of this today. I really do. So what's the plan? Everybody's plan is a little different, but I want to find some common denominator. The plan is follow the Lord. You say, well, gosh, that sounds easy. That's good. Man, make it a top priority in your life. Make it a top priority in your life. Man, I was looking one time. Oh, y'all all right? You ain't hungry yet, are you? I went to look for a book the other day. I was getting a book from Miss Karen and her share books and Everett and Grandmama and everything. I was looking for this book and I went into uh, the side of my bed there where I have all my stuff and I pulled out a journal six years ago. I used to write all the time. And I started reading my journal. I was like, wow, where's this guy at? And what I had to really look at is say, Lord, with a lot of stuff, I've tried to put out fires and do this and do all this thing and juggle this and make more time and spread out and take care of mom. And I was giving all these excuses and everything else. But he told me this. Come back to me. Start writing. And journal again. Maybe I do it every day. Maybe I don't sometimes. But I got in a place where it's in the front of my face. And Denise's little office that I took over. I keep my journal there. Yeah, yeah. And the chair's fixed too. <laughs> I don't have to sit like this no more. And I look at that and I say, I'm going to make time to write down what God's showing me. Never come up short with that. Sometimes I write down stuff that makes me feel wonderful. Sometimes I write down stuff that make me think, whoo, Lord, I really need you today. How about you? But I never write down anything from the Lord that isn't bathed in love. Amen. He lets me hold the pen. He'll do the same for you. I want to encourage you with that. So follow his word. Amen. It's easy to say, just follow his word. So, man, let's put some feet to our faith. Amen. Look at this. Encourage others, right, along the way. How much time this week, don't raise your hand, don't do anything, I want you to just think about this. How much time this week have you encouraged somebody else? Some folks might say, all week. And then I'm praying that God will bring somebody to encourage you. Pour in your life. I pray that we are the, the people that do that. I pray right here, right now, that that helps you get filled up in the Lord. So with that estimated time, a person, or people, whatever like that, and it doesn't have to be long. It could be a word of encouragement. Word of encouragement. 
I told you real quick the other day, they, I had to have a security clearance thing. They talked to me, everything else. All this stuff shook me down about everything else. But I'm a people watcher and I'm praying. And I'm a people watcher and I'm praying. And I see this lady continue to rub her jaw and rub her jaw. She's talking to me. And she says, is there anything else? And I said, no. I said, uh, are you okay? She goes, well, I got a doctor's appointment when I leave here. She said, I don't know what's going on with my jaw. She said, it's swelling. I said, it looks a little swollen. I said, would you give me the privilege to pray for you before you go? Now, I don't know FBI or whatever, whoever she was or whatever like that. They ask a lot of questions, but I bet you not too many people ask her, can I pray for you before you leave? It's all right. Because I wanted to encourage her in the Lord. I wanted to say, you know what? I don't care what all this other stuff is about. I want to honor God. Amen. Lord, help me to stick to that. But I can't do it on my own, can you? We need the Holy Spirit to do that. Keep going. Share the life-changing message of Christ. Man, what's the plan? Share Jesus. Preach the word, man. Put it out there. The last thing I want to hit you with is this. Stop looking backwards. Don't let your past wreck your future. Don't let it do it. Everybody has been through something. Never minimize what you're going through. I'm here today to tell you, don't let things that happened in the past, things that people said, rob you of the greatest gift that God has. Knowing His Son. Serving His Son. And reaching people for Christ. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you that even when we don't understand all the plans, we can understand this plan. Jesus Christ is the plan. He's the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. And I know we got our friends here today that come week after week and time after time and hear this message over and over and over. And I will always preach this as long as I'm breathing. And Lord, help Do you know Jesus? You know, doing ministry for the last probably coming over for 20 years. I pray that when we come to this part of the service, nobody ever says, okay, it's almost time to go to lunch. I pray that people that come to this time in service say, it's time to get real with God. And we always start out right here. Do you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you put your faith and trust in Him for the forgiveness of your sin? Because we don't want to see anybody spend eternity in hell. A lot of people don't like to talk about hell. I wish you didn't have to talk about hell, but I'm going to tell you what. You don't have to worry about hell if you know Jesus Christ. I don't tell you to scare you. I tell you to inform you, to give you the best opportunity to make the best decision. And friends, I'm going to tell you, the best decision and the only decision that will save us is to call on the name of Jesus. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord for forgiveness of your sin, today's the day, right now, right here. It's about your time because that's God's plan. If you're here today and you're walking through a tough patch in your life, I'm going to tell you God loves you. I'm going to tell you that we love you. I'm going to tell you that you're not alone. I know that this time of year, we need to be aware of people hurting. Lord, help us to be aware of those that are hurting, those that are in need, those that need the encouragement. Those that need Jesus, and we all need you. So, Lord, I pray as a church family for each one here. And our church family hasn't been able to make it with different 
obligations, different sicknesses and different things. Lord, that they are touched by you today by the power of your spirit to bring healing, to bring peace and restoration. My prayer for Thanksgiving and today as we roll into that time is Lord, restore families. Lord, restore lives. Lord, restore relationships. Lord, restore our country. And Lord, help us to be the ones that lead the way. I stand among the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. I pray that you be blessed today by the message. I think it was a little something.